Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Chad Franson here, co-host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done and Michael Gerber of The E-Myth and many more. This episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Have you had team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and this is the 10th time you've spent explaining it? There's a better way and a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life-or-death situations to run their operations. Use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them to do their best work. Sign up for a free 14-day trial, no credit card required. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T, process.com. Omer Granat is CEO of Localize. He, cap- he captains Localize teams in the U.S. and Israel. He engages with brokerages to showcase how Hunter by Localize is revolutionizing real estate by harnessing the power of artificial intelligence so that agents never lose another deal. Previously, Omer was VP of Growth at Via, a transit tech company. Omer, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for uh, having me. Hey, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Localize, if you don't mind. Sure. So uh, Localize is a technology company in real estate. And we partner with uh, real estate agents, residential real estate agents and brokerages. And we provide them with a system that allows them to meaningfully engage each and every one of their buyers. Okay. And how are you involved in the operations? I know you're the CEO, but how do you how are you involved in operations? So I actually joined Localize uh, just shy of two years ago. I joined as a COO, and so for the first year and a half, uh, I held a COO role and sort of built a team, helped expand from Israel, where we initially launched uh, into the U.S. And then six months ago, I transitioned to the CEO role. Uh, but again, the team is very small, and we're still all sort of all hands on deck on that. Sure. In terms of your uh, operational responsibilities, what does is, what is your kind of day-to-day look like? It's interesting. I think um, since transitioning to, to the CEO role, um, you know, I sort of have three key functions, right? It's like set a strategy, uh, raise money, and build a team. And so most of my day is uh, making sure that we have the right team in place and then that the team focuses on the most important objectives for the next whatever time frame we decide. Usually it's a few months. You guys kind of had to, as you expanded into the US, you kind of had to like formulate a, a go-to-market strategy. What went into that process? Yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, when we, so again, you know, if you think about what Localize does, we, what Localize do, we, we, we make sense of the world's real estate data. And then we leverage that uh, data, insights, and, and sort of ability to help agents and buyers go through a better process. And so when we expand it to the U.S., we ask ourselves, okay, how do we, how do we want to take those strengths or those muscles and deploy them in the U.S. market? Uh, in Israel, we have 
we operate the marketplace. We're the, we're the largest uh, real estate uh, sort of classified listing site in Israel. And then when we expand it to the US, the market is, is different, right? You have these big players, you have Speedy and Zillow and Trulia and others. And we didn't feel that the right way to uh, launch in the US was to directly compete with them, to just launch another marketplace and try to differentiate um, and basically win based on marketing, uh, spending marketing dollars. And so we spent quite a lot of the thought uh, into, uh, into how should we launch in the US in a way that would make sense and really allow us to compete um, relying on our key strength, which is data and technology versus marketing budget. So how did you launch in the US then? Okay, so if you if you think about how uh, how real estate works in the U.S., right? It, it's kind of a jungle. It's it's a huge market. It's a one point nine trillion dollar a year market, uh, ninety billion dollar a year in, in just in commissions, agent commissions, two million real estate agents, sixty thousand brokerages, uh, and it's all done almost offensively manual. There's really no technology in, in in that ecosystem. And so, if you take as an example an individual real estate agent, they spend money. Uh, acquiring leads, right? They spend money on, on Facebook, Google, Street Easy, uh, Zillow. They get, a, they get a potential buyer and then they start to do this process that is all manual. They give them a call, they start to learn about them, they profile, they qualify them, they ask them all these questions, they try to find apartments for them, uh, they do this back and forth, they try and build a relationship so that eventually they will transact. When we looked at that market, we saw a huge opportunity because Again, if you look at the numbers, because everything is manual, the conversion is extremely low. Uh, the numbers are roughly 1%, half a percent to a percent, right? So if you're a real estate agent, you engage with thousands of people every month, every year, and you actually manage to get less than 1% of them to transact with you. And so we saw a huge opportunity there. And so we said, okay, we'll, we'll take our technology, we'll leverage it towards uh, empowering the agents, and then through that, we, we will basically uh, reach the market, right? Instead of going direct to consumer, we will go partner with agents. We will assist agents in a world that is now extremely challenging just because of the, the sheer scale of it. Um, and that way we can grow with them as they scale. And again, rely on technology versus, um, versus just acquisition. Sure, sure. So uh, you guys, what kind, of, uh, what kind of stage are you guys in in terms of your growth right now? So we launched our, um, we tweaked our product in the first half of 2021. Uh, and then we actually launched and started to license our technology to agents. Uh, in August, we had our first uh, customers. Uh, we had a few, a few individuals. And then over the last few months, we've, we've scaled quite uh, exponentially. We now work with uh, close to 600 partner agents in New York. Uh, we currently only operate in New York. Uh, and so we currently have roughly 600 agents uh, leveraging the localized technology, and we're growing extremely rapidly, and we're now deepening the relationship with them. Uh, over the next few months, I think we'll, we'll continue to onboard more and more agents who want to rely on the localized technology, and then hopefully within a few months, we'll start to expand to other markets in, in the U.S. So uh, how, does that, how does that process work in terms of like building, building in certain stages? So it's interesting. We're even, when we thought about uh, how we launched, there was, so I said in the first six months, um, we tweaked our product. And the way we did that was we 
you know, we, we looked at the first two years of going from Israel to the US and we said, we're not going to jump to the final stage immediately. We sort of saw that process and we said there are three stages. One is we launch our product, we use it ourselves, right? We acquire leads, um, we train our systems, we make sure the product works and, and we sort of, um, we field test it, right? That was, that was the first six months. The second stage was we're going to go to partner agents. We're going to partner with them. We're going to give them technology, but we're still going to be involved uh, in the operations of it. We're going to help them operate the system. We're going to staff some of the positions. We're going to help them succeed while using the system. And I think stage three, where we'll get to probably within the next year or two, is to have a full standalone system that we can just uh, license to uh, agents completely standalone, right? If you want to open, if you want to bring your agency or brokerage to the 22nd century, you will be able to open an instance of Localize uh, using a fully self-serve flow that we currently do not support, but will support in the future. So what happens, uh, what has to happen between now and when you get to that stage? Between now where we use the technology, but we also help support it in, in the final stage. Yeah. Um, I think we need to as we start to work with, you know, with hundreds of agents, we, we realize that each of them has a slightly different use case or focus. Uh, real estate, even if you just look at residential real estate, it's still massive, right? You have people working with people who want to rent, with people who want to buy, people who want to sell. And so each of these um, brokers have a different focus. And so when we start to work with these new customers, we tweak our system, we add features, we start by doing it ourselves to make sure that we know what we're doing and that we, we actually are able to compensate uh, in places where the system is not yet fully built out. And then as we continue to build the system and it's, it's solid and it's complete enough, then we fully hand it over to, to our customers. And so I think that's what we're going to do in the next couple of years, just like um, build, build out the, the remaining features. Sure. You talked about um, how part of your responsibility is to build the right team. Can you take me through the process that you do to, to, for that? Sure. Uh, so pre-joining uh, Localize, I worked at a company called Via. And uh, I learned a lot uh, in the five years I spent at Via. I joined when the team was very small and then left. Uh, I joined when the team was like 20 people-ish. Uh, in New York, and then I left when the team was 800 people. And so I saw this massive uh, growth at VIA. And so again, I took many things out of it, but one of the most important things I took is I remember the, the VIA CEO, uh, Daniel, constantly saying that, you know, at VIA, we only hire exceptional people. And we try to do the same at Localize. And, you know, the reality is no one says, you know, everyone says we only hire exceptional people. No one says I hire mediocre people to, to fill my ranks. But the reality is that most companies, when they're actually faced with uh, market pressure or the need to hire fast, they actually make compromises on, on the quality of the people they hire. And that comes back and, and creates a challenge in the future. And so when I think about building our team, the first and, and most important thing is that we actually focus on only hiring exceptional people, even at the cost of being understaffed, consistently understaffed, and um, and sort of slower to to hire. Uh, so, so that is kind of the first thing. And then the second thing is again, you want to hire exceptional people, and then if you do manage to hire these great people, then you can basically uh, let them loose, right? And they figure it out as we grow. 
So how do you work around kind of that that interim period where you're lacking lacking you know staff in in search of that exceptional person? Yeah, the reality is that it's tough. Uh, we ask for a team to. Um, I'll say two things. One is we, you know, we ask our team for a lot. It's not that they work 24-7 nonstop, uh, but we do ask them to care, right? We ask them to have an owner's mindset. And that means that there's no, it's not, joining Localize is not a nine to five job where you come in, everything that happens at 8.30 or everything that happens at 5.15 is not yours. Uh, you're constantly engaged because you want this to succeed. And if you don't do something then no one else will do it, right? And it will fit. And so we, again, it's not always easy. And I think that creates, in case, in some cases, it creates frustration that we need to work through. Um, but that is one aspect of it. So we, we hire people who understand that before joining the team and they come in with an owner's mindset and, and they work hard. Uh, so, so that's the first thing. Um, and then the second thing is, again, we, we, we actually put, there's no... Um, we don't think that there's a um, that there's a mundane task or like a task that is too low for someone to do. Everyone in the company, doesn't matter how senior or how junior you are, uh, sort of do everything across the board. And we actually try to put our most talented people on tasks that may seem like they're overqualified for it because that allows them to then look at this task and say, okay, you know, 70% of it could be automated or could be productized or you know, could be handed off the software. And so over time, we, we fix those things. Uh, and eventually, we, we try to hire. Uh, we're actually hiring quite aggressively now. So if anyone uh, is hearing this and wants to join us, uh, I'd encourage them to, you know. So what, what do you, uh, can you, last question for you. What, uh, what defines an exceptional person? Yeah, it's a good question. It's, it's um, I think once you experience someone who's exceptional, it is very easy to say, to sort of identify, right? There's a huge difference between someone who's not great and someone who's okay, but there's, there's equally big difference between someone who's good and someone who's great, someone who's exceptional. And so one is, I think once you, once you've set your mind and you sort of search for that in every person you interact with and you surround yourself with people who are exceptional, you kind of know when you meet someone. Um, if I had to describe it from the outside, you know, we try to hire people who have shown a track record of excellence. It doesn't really matter at what. I think, uh, you know, industry-specific experience can be taught. Um, raw skills are, are often harder to teach. And so we try to bring people who strive for excellence, again, in any vertical of life. Uh, people who are self who have the ability to teach themselves because the reality is that we we're always short on people and the, you know there won't be enough time for someone to handhold a new team member for years and so we want people to sort of take on challenges and be able to figure them them out as they go um, and then lastly we want people who are fun to work with because as I said we we spend quite a lot of time together and so we we try not to hire uh, you know like. Um, people who are brilliant or exceptional on the skills vertical, but are kind of not great on the, on the social uh, side of things. Sure, sure. How can people find out more about uh, Localize? So one is you can shoot anyone on our team a quick note and ask to chat. I think that's always the best way to learn about us. 
uh, we're now doing more and more. Uh, so again, you're asking as, as an like, how do employees hear about us? Or, or if you, you just wanted to find you online, you know, just get more information. So you can go to localize.city. Uh, that's our website. And then you can uh, read about the company. You can read about our product. You can see, you know, testimonials, uh, things that our partner agents uh, say about us. And uh, again, I think as we start to scale more and more, we, we effectively become the, the de facto operating system for real estate. I think we'll, we'll build a brand that, that more people will know. Okay, great. Hey, Omar, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with me today. It's been great hearing your thoughts and your insights. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's my